0: The following message is a presentation of Valley Metro Church, a community of believers dedicated to knowing God and making Him known. In your life, who went before you to prepare the way for the Lord? Think back in your life, think about your history, your journey of faith. Who in your life prayed for you, spoke into your life, loved you? came alongside of you, spoke to you, shared with you, taught with you, prophesied to you, whatever it might be that helped make straight paths in your life. Who are the people, and think about them right now, if you can think about them by name even, the ones that came along and they said things to you and they helped steer you, they helped make straight paths, they really went before the Lord. Because when we look at history, and we look at all the lives that God changed you know, throughout the word of God, and we look at people today, even in our lives, there are people that God sent to prepare the way for the Lord. Uh, God is big in the business of sending people to prepare the way for the Lord. And in my life, there were people who prepared the way for the Lord. And I'm sure you have the same story. Some of you maybe were raised in the faith, and let yet you still had to make personal decisions and commitments And usually God's sending people to prepare the way, people to make straight paths for you and I. And that's a big deal. I know in my life, I I look back once when I was a a real, you know, fairly young boy, maybe nine years old. I was at a point of, of thinking about not living anymore. Things were going pretty rough in my life. God sent a stranger to my life. I could still picture the time and the place and what went down where somebody came up and looked at me and they basically looked right through me. And said you you know god loves you do you know god has a plan for you are you willing to pray with me and ask him into your life and i'm like huh what i could I, today i got someone who helped prepare the way for the lord they couldn't give me jesus i had to open my heart but they prepared the way i think later on in life i moved to la i was pursuing a music career up here in la and i i remember this one this one guy who was just on fire, just glowing with the, the spirit of God in him. Just the, Jesus said, you're the light of the world. And I'm like, what is it with this guy? And he just, he was in love with Jesus, and he was reading his word all the time. And I'm like, what is it with this guy? And he's like, I saw his level of devotion, and he helped make straight paths for me. He helped go before the Lord for me. And this began to change me. On the job, there was this other guy named Juanito, little Johnny. He was from El Salvador. And I remember having some tough days, and he's like, oh, brother, let me tell you something. The Lord's got a plan, brother. Don't ever forget that. The Lord's got a plan. And he would say it with such conviction. I'm like, he really knows that. He doesn't think that. He knows that. And I'm like, I remember being a young sponge at the time. I was new in the faith, but listening to these people that God put in my life to speak life into my life and go before the Lord. Have you had anybody go before the Lord for you to help make straight paths? This is important because today's message is about preparing the way, preparing the way. God has been big on people making straight paths, going before the Lord, and um, just preparing the way, God is still looking for people today to prepare the way for the Lord. It's a big deal, and I don't know if you're up for that journey, but today's message is about you and I being ones, like people in the Bible, that are willing to prepare the way for the Lord and make some straight paths and literally go before the Lord. My read of Scripture, when I look at the explosive reality of the New Testament church and even the Old Testament, God always sent somebody to prepare the way for the Lord. God always sent people to go before the Lord. God would send a prophet and say, listen, this is God's heart. If you turn, if you follow, if you recognize, this is what's going to happen. And many times a whole nation heard that, believed that, and turned, and revival was on the other side of that. God is always sending people, the people that he sent into your life, The people that he has you strategically placed in the lives of people around you, in the workplace, in your neighborhood, God has got you strategically placed in such a time as this so that you and I too can go before the Lord and make a straight path for him. Um, The setup is this, if you have your Bible, um, it's Luke chapter one, we're going to be looking at this reality of God sending people to prepare the way. But to set it up, I just want to hit on this reality. We're in Luke chapter 1. This is the beginning of the New Testament. Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, obviously the gospel writers are writing the new story of what God is doing and he's going to do through Jesus the Messiah. But here's what's profound about it. God had not spoken for 400 years. God had not spoken for 400 long years. Now you think of Israel, God's people, and God speaking through the prophets all the time, and God saying all kinds of things, and you could look at the major and the minor prophets, all this revelation from God, and guess what? God stopped speaking. He stopped speaking for 400 long years. And this is important because in this time of silence, maybe some of you are having a moment in your journey of faith where you haven't heard from God in a while, have you ever had experience where you kind of hearing from God more often sometimes and then sometimes not? Anybody? Yeah. I don't know why exactly that happens. Sometimes revelation is clear, insight is ongoing, and sometimes it's not. Well, I would say you're not alone. Israel was in the same boat. And if you haven't heard from God in a while, we need to do what Israel needed to do, which is go back to the last thing that God did tell you. Amen. Go back to the last thing he did say. What was his last revelation to you and for you? Camp out there. Stay there for a while before stampeding ahead. We got to do that. Well, it's amazing how God's designed this, but the last book of the Old Testament, the last part of God's revelation to Israel, I wish all Israel would just camp out there, especially today, the ones who have not recognized Jesus Messiah, if they would just camp out on the last revelation They would find out some radical things about the Messiah. But one of the last things God said, i want to read this to you briefly before we jump into Luke. Um, It says in Malachi 3.1, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way for me. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come says the Lord Almighty. In other words, there's an old covenant. There's gonna be a new one. There's 400 years of silence. The new covenant is going to come, but I'm going to send someone to prepare the way. When the new covenant comes, he's going to be up in the temple and you will know and you will recognize. Just as Jesus has come to the temple, the temple's been destroyed for 2,000 years. So any Jewish people waiting for Messiah to come into the temple, they're going to have an awful long wait. The Bible says that when the temple is rebuilt, that's when the clock to end times is clicking really, really fast. The reality is Messiah already did come. He was in the temple, but God's saying this. When he, what's going to happen before he comes, I'm going to send a messenger to prepare the way. Once again, God is big on preparing the way, on sending people to go before the Lord. Uh, another thing it says in Malachi 4:5, I'll read real quick. This is what He's going to do. He will turn the hearts of the fathers uh, of the parents back to their children and the hearts of children to their parents. Think about this. This is huge the one who's going to go before the Lord, one of the distinctive things, there's others that he's going to do. One of the very distinctive things that he's going to do is turn the hearts of parents to their children and the hearts of children to their parents. Some of our recent news, the tragedy we just heard in America could certainly use this slice of the gospel. Amen? Amen. Amen. There is a bigger reality of this need in our society than we know. We're we're raised in a fatherless society, the fallout, the statistics, the incarceration rate, all kinds of fallout as a result of brokenness and and, and a wound, a father wound or a wound from the parents or wound in an upbringing in any kind of way. It's an enormous thing. And it's interesting that this one who is going to go before the Lord, God's like, this is a big deal. He's going to restore the hearts of Parents to the children, because I think it starts first with parents and their children, and then children to their parents. Do you see the order of that? Uh, Children are naturally disposed to love and be unconditional with their parents. And that's why parents have to lead in this. And this is an amazing reality. I would say the kingdom of God must begin at home. If you are a parent this morning, the kingdom of God begins in your house before it begins anywhere out the door. This is a big reality of going before the Lord. And I would say, as parents, for those of you who are, if you do go before the Lord, this is going before the Lord. If you raise your kids in the way they should go, in the admonition of the Lord, if we don't provoke our children to anger, as the word says, if we have a restored heart to our children, they will be raised in the way they should go. It's the ones that have issue with parents and a breach in that relationship that have a hard time receiving anything else. Does that make sense? They don't want to receive anything else that comes, if there's not that heart condition. So here's a reality. And the other thing that it says that this messenger will do, the ones who go before the Lord, it says he will minister in the the spirit and power of Elijah. This is important. Minister in the spirit and the power of Elijah. We're going to talk about what that means, not only for this messenger, but for you and I as messengers. Who is this person? Well, we're going to see in Luke chapter one, but many of us know that God sent an angel to Mary to tell her what her important role in Christ the King is going to be all about. We know that story and that's usually where we think the New Testament begins, but we fail to realize that God sent that same angel six months earlier to break that 400 years of silence, not with the messenger to Mary six months earlier, with an angel going to Zechariah. This is where the silence was broken and the revelation came. It started with a messenger. It started with someone who would go before the Lord to make straight paths for him. And it says in Luke chapter 1, if you want to follow along, starting in verse 5, it says, In the time of Herod, king of Judah, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. For the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshipers, I love this picture, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. And then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was startled and gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. and, to the, and the disobedient to the wisdom of righteousness to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So here we have 400 years of silence broken with this holy intervention right here. And it's not, it's six months before the announcement of Jesus to come is the announcement of this one to come who's gonna make straight the paths. And some of the things that he's gonna do, he tells Zechariah, you'll have a son, he's gonna prepare the way He's going to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and he's going to bring many to the Lord. But this is how he's going to bring many to the Lord. He will go before the Lord. Say that with me. He will go before the Lord. There's something radical about going before the Lord. God is looking for people to go before the Lord, to prepare the way for Jesus, and he's going to do it in the spirit and power of Elijah. We're going to look at this more in a minute, but what does that mean to minister in the spirit and the power of Elijah? Elijah. Elijah was living in a climate where it was not popular to worship Yahweh. It was not popular to worship God. In fact, there were many other prophets speaking a totally different message, but Elijah's like, wrong is wrong even if everyone's doing it. Right is right even if no one is doing it. And I'm taking a stand for my God even if it's totally unpopular. I'm going to go there. Everyone else was too afraid to go there, but Elijah has this spirit of God in him and he's stirred up for the things of God, even if it's unconventional or not popular. I would say we are living in the same times. I would say we are living in a land where if you flip the channels, you're gonna hear 800 other prophets out there with 800 messages about 800 other things to chase in life besides Yahweh, the living God of Israel. So this is the, the reality of ministering in the spirit uh, and the power of Elijah. He wasn't afraid to challenge the status quo. He's going to turn the hearts of parents to their children. He's going to turn the disobedient to the wisdom and walking right with God. There's people all around you and me who just need a little godly direction. There's people that are not open, but there's a whole bunch of people that are. And all they need is a little Godly direction, just like the people that God put in your life and in mine to make straight paths, amen? The people that went before the Lord in your life and in mine, they went before the Lord. God is looking for us to also, I believe, minister in these roles, godly wisdom and direction, and to make people ready, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord, simply telling your friend, your neighbor, the workplace, the job, your family, saying, are you open are you open? Are you open to what the living God can do in your life? Are you open? And if people say no, well, then that's fine. That's between them and God. Just I'll pray for you. But if people say they're open, this is where the kingdom of God begins. And this is what guys like Elijah and John the Baptist who fulfilled this were telling people, are you open for what God's about to do? Because guys like John the Baptist and Elijah go before the Lord. And I believe God is raising up an army in our city of people who are willing to go before the Lord. I don't know if any of you are signing up for that, but I am. To go before the Lord, to make straight paths. We can't fix things for people, but we can go before him. We can function in these roles to restore hearts of fathers to the children and children to the parents. We can give people godly wisdom, like it's saying here, help people get their heart ready to at least say, yes, we don't understand the world that's going on and the news that's going on, but I tell you what, you better believe when you look at the 11 o'clock news, there is evil in the land, amen? It's evil and you're not gonna fight it with psychology or medication. That's not gonna fix it. School counseling is not the answer, although helpful. It's the power of the Spirit of God through the people of God, according to the Word of God, for the glory of God, because that is the design of God, church. That is the design. The church is the answer. Jesus says the church is the answer. We point to Him, and He's pointing to us. And he, we are the church, not the building, the assembly that way. The people of God permeating a society, being the counterculture, and pointing people to the King of all kings. God is in the business of sending people to prepare the way. God is in the business of sending people to go before the Lord. And the the word of the Lord today, this morning, is the question, will you go before me? Will you go before me? This kid in Connecticut, and we'll find out more on his story later on, if we ran into him on the street or in 7-Eleven, where would we be in the mix in the picture? Would we be used by God to help Turn people back to the Father to tell them there is a hope and there's a future. There is a plan. There is a purpose that starts with, with Jesus. This is important stuff. Are you even open? And John the Baptist did all these things and he prepared the way for many to come. And here's what I love about this. If you think about preparing the way for the Lord, if you think about going before the Lord, think about this. In the Bible and through John the Baptist's ministry and through all the other prophets and even the apostles and everybody who went public for the glory of God, they went before the Lord. They prepared the way. And guess what happened after they prepared the way? After they went before the Lord, the Lord showed up. Because God shows up after we prepare the way. That's the sequence. That's the way it's been going down. Very rarely is someone about their business and God just showing up and they have no clue about it. Usually it's God speaking through people, showing them, directing them, guiding them, loving them, serving them, doing something to prepare the way and go before the Lord. And then God shows up. The spirit of God shows up. I know in my life it was that way. It was people preparing the way And then God showed up. I mean, many of you would have that same story. If you look back at your faith journey, there were people preparing the way and then God showed up in that order. And I believe he wants us to contend on the behalf of others. Bible says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. But many don't know how to draw near to God. Many have no idea what it means to draw near to God. They don't even know it's possible. And here's... Here's where you and I come in, that we serve, the God of the universe is so knowable and has a profound love for us, and we can actually enter into his presence and we can understand him through his word and discover his will and, and see these radical dimensions of life and purpose. People don't know that. Um, but I do believe he wants us to, to contend for others, and I believe he wants to do us to do it in the spirit and power of Elijah, in the spirit and power of Elijah. What does that look like? John the Baptist walked in the spirit and power of Elijah. John the Baptist walked in a profound anointing. He went before the Lord to make straight paths, to prepare the way, to go before the Lord, and then the Lord showed up. And I believe that's what God wants to do in and through us today. Um, what did John the Baptist do? Let's look at a few things that he did real quick because I think these are prerequisites for you and I. He walked right, he walked right before the Lord. He wasn't sloppy in his walk with God. He's like, you know what? I know who you are and I know who I am because of who you are. I want to walk right in your presence. John the Baptist and people who want to walk in the spirit and power of Elijah understand these things. That walking right before God is a key uh, prerequisite for the power of God. We don't see people in the Bible walking sloppy and God's like, hey, I'm just going to anoint you anyway. I'm going to pour out of my spirit All over your life, even if you got a sloppy walk, it's fine. We don't see that anywhere. We see people saying, Father, I love you. And I know it's not about the law, but I'm really, I want to be about my father's business. I want to live for your glory. I want to have my heart break for what breaks yours. I want to walk right in your presence. And God's like, you know, I can pour out my spirit on somebody like that. So he walked right before the Lord. If we look at some of the things that are written about him overall, He was very careful with his own personal choices. There were liberties that he could take, and you can take them as a believer. There are choices and liberties that you and I have. We are not under the law, we're under grace. This is not an excuse for sloppy living. We aim living for the glory of God. But within that walk, there are choices that we can make. Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. And John the Baptist said, as well as those who want to walk in the power and the spirit of Elijah would say, These are permissible, but they're not beneficial. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to aim this way. Does that make sense? I could do it. I I can get it. It's fine. It's not, you know, illegal. I'm not going to hell for this, but I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose to, to walk right and choose carefully. That's what he did. He made these personal commitments and sacrifices in what we see throughout the Bible. It's not a popular word today, but holiness is rewardable. Holiness is very rewardable. Holiness isn't your own perfection; it's what Christ is doing through you. But it's aiming. It's aiming. Why does the road that leads to destruction narrow?s The gate and say, God, I want to walk with you, Jesus. Everything's permissible, not everything's beneficial. I want to aim higher. I want to be in that place where holiness is rewardable because this is where God pours out His Spirit. This is where he uses people to change a society. This is really cool. And to turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. And God knows, that's, a, that, that's another topic almost for another day. But think about what that means in your own life. If you're a parent this morning, really take that to heart. How is the kingdom of God manifest in your own home? Right here on this topic. And if you don't have children in your home, there's plenty of fatherless ones out there to work with. Um, ladies, you don't have any children. There's plenty of motherless ones out there to work with all over this town. In fact, you know a, a portion of our church is serving those fatherless today and motherless today. Uh, our church, we care about the widows and the orphans. We sp- support uh, orphans in Africa and in Mexico. And again, serving today up there, this is a reality. We are trying to get people's hearts turned back to the Father so they can ultimately turn back to the, to the Heavenly Father. It's a big, big part of it. But if you want an anointed life, an anointed life, not a regular life, just a life that believes, if you want an anointed life, if you want to walk in the spirit and power of Elijah, if you want to be used by God for his glory in this kind of capacity, then you and I have to live a life that is suitable for God's anointing. We have to live a life that's suitable for God's anointing. We can't, we can't be in this world and have our cake and eat it too, so to speak, and I... I I see this a lot where people want to be as cool and hip and have everything this way, but also want all the anointing too. And it's like, you know, you got to make some decisions here on, on, on who we're living and how we're living. And this is just stuff, everyone's got to crack this on their own. You and God got to do business, but you got to say, God, am I really living for you? Because I want to walk in your anointing. And if I'm, if I'm living a life and you're living a life that is worthy of that anointing, a kind of life, not in our own righteousness, guys, but a life that's aiming right, a life that's aiming for his glory, the kind that pleases him, that's the life that he will anoint. And I know we want that because John the Baptist ministered in the spirit and power of Elijah. We want to minister in the power of Elijah. we got to minister in the power of God This world around us doesn't change by strength or by might. It's by the power of my spirit, says the Lord. I believe this testimony Christy shared earlier with Target and somebody turning blue and not breathing and people around, even though there was no CPR going around, the church being the church in a public place, laying on hands and praying with authority and somebody essentially breathing or coming back to life again is exactly what that's about, praying in the power and the spirit of Elijah, praying for that kind of reality of we believe who you are and what you want to do through your people and just being available this isn't a matter of having anything down this is a matter of saying i'll be that vessel god i'm not perfect i don't claim to be but god i want to be used by you i want you to flow through me this is what this is all about guys and elijah was ministering in a similar climate to us he was ministering in a climate where the nation of israel was turned israel used to worship yahweh the God of Israel, but at this time in Israel's history, which is in 1 Kings, they weren't. 1 Kings 18, you can go there and read the story later. They were not worshiping God. They were far from God, and the people of God, the people who loved God, were on the retreat. They were actually away hiding in places, and they weren't taking a stand, and the voice wasn't known, and God wasn't speaking through people. He wanted to, but everyone was too afraid. And as a result of that, hell was having a heyday in the land. And you could look back at the time with Jezebel and Ahab ruling the land and Israel upside down and people running and the prophets of Baal worship going on. And I, I see a drift in our nation that way. I see a, a God-fearing nation that we were, and I think we're in this transition where that's not popular, just like these days, the name of Yahweh. Uh, you know, we don't lift up the name of God. We don't say Christ. We say Xmas. We won't say Christmas. We say, you know, it's like many of these... Uh, realities of of pushing God away and do the people of God stand up, not obnoxiously, but in the love and power of God? Do we stand up and be counted in the love and power of God? Do we go public and are we on display for him or do we retreat too? Because I believe this is the reality that Elijah was ministering in this power. John the Baptist was ministering in this power. And if you and I minister in this power, we too will make straight paths We'll go before the Lord, and after we go before the Lord, the Lord shows up. There's the beauty, guys. The Lord shows up. I don't know about you, but I accepted the calling of God to reach and grow people and discover gifts and send people out for for the reason and reality that I believe that God is alive and well and proactive in the lives of people. God wants to show up and do things. God wants to... Have us on display. Paul says we're on display for him. Are you willing to be on display for him? Are you willing to be used by God to make straight paths, to go before the Lord? Because if you do, after you go, the Lord's going to show up. He's done this throughout history. And here's the beauty. I want the Lord to show up in our city. I believe we're on the brinks of revival. When I look around and I see the condition of things, I'm like, oh God, you got to show up. You got to show up. People are desperate for you. This city needs you. It's a city of angels, which is supposed to be a city that's disseminating a message for the glory of God. That's what a, that's angels do by definition. But that's not the message we send. I believe God is stirring and he wants to do things. And, and this is also a reality because in the time of Elijah, it's very similar to now where he was in a city that was sending out all kinds of wrong messages. And yet God raised him up. He didn't send them away and say, run away from those people. He said, go at it, charge. I will be with you, charge. And I believe he's telling the church to do the same thing. And like Elijah, you and I can think sometimes that you're (laughs) alone. You know, I'm sure in the story that Christy was sharing at Target, I mean, you don't think, hey, is there any other believers around that we can be in agreement and lay hands and pray for this person? That's usually not the announcement that's being made over the speaker in Target. Uh, Aisle 27, looking for spirit-filled believers to come down and lay hands on this person who's uh, dead at the moment, want to bring them to life. All spirit-filled believers, come to Aisle 7, please. No, you're not going to hear that announcement. But if you walk, in the power and spirit of Elijah, you just step up no matter what anybody else is doing, you do it. And others go, yes, and yes, and yes, and yes, and amen. And then all of a sudden, there's a testimony. You know what? Those workers at Target who actually observe this are going to be sharing that story for a long time. We didn't know what to do. Yeah, 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 They're just sitting there. I don't know what to do. I mean, if you've ever been in a situation where someone's dying, you wouldn't know what to do either. And things are coming out. You don't know what to do. Their Colors change. They're not breathing. There's nothing... What are you going to do? It's not in the employee handbook. <laughs> it wasn't in the manual. It wasn't part of our training. They were yelling out. I asked my son about it. He goes, yeah, dad, it was scary. I was running up and down the aisle. Does anybody know CPR? Does anybody, my son, called. run it up and down. Does anybody know CPR? Somebody's dying over here. He's trying to help out. No one's doing anything. But when the church is the church and ministers in the power and the spirit of Elijah, there's testimony in that. There's testimony in that. And everyone sees, all we know is people came along and they're all from different places. But the church is the church. Do you get that? The church is the church of spirit of God moving through the people of God for the glory of God. And you know, that's what the Bible says. If there's any sick among you, (laughs) let the elders come and lay hands and pray and agree and faith. The Bible tells us to do that. Someone's fallen down and someone can't get up and someone's, well, I'm not a doctor. I don't have silver and gold, but this I do have. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, be healed. That I have, that might be all I have, but maybe that's all you need. In the name of Jesus, be healed. This is what it's about for us to go before the Lord and be like John the Baptist as a forerunner. That's what he was called, a forerunner. Everyone say forerunner. Forerunner. The reality is if you're willing to be a forerunner, you get to go before the Lord. There's the beauty of it. God shows up in your life, he, he, he changes things through you, not because of us, but in spite of us, and yet you get to go before the Lord because the Lord shows up afterwards. That's the beauty of it. And like Elijah, we sometimes think we're alone. We think on the workplace or the neighborhood, where's all the believers? There's no other believers around. God, I'd love for you to change the city, but huh, who else gets us? We can feel the same way, that we're flying solo. Well, guess what? Even a powerful minister like Elijah who ministered in the spirit and power of Elijah, even he had this real doubt and concern that there were others on his side. Even he felt totally alone and even got depressed as powerful as, as monumental as the miraculous things God did through him. He also got depressed because he felt like he was all alone. And he was crying out to God saying, God, I'm the only one. <laughs> I know that was great what you did the other week, last week, God, but... This is, this is you know, I'm the only one. How's this city ever going to change? And God tells him, Elijah, and I believe God is saying this to us today, I've got 7,000 men and women who haven't given in to the spirit of this age, and they are growing in my spirit, and they all share the same burden as you. I've got 7,000 others that do not share in the spirit of this age, but they are growing in my spirit as I speak. They are growing in my spirit now, and they share the same burden of you, and watch what I'm about to do. There's the beauty. And just like Elijah was living in some really dark times, and God started to break through, I believe God's got so many others reserved in this city, like some showing up at Target here and some there, and we're going to see more and more demonstrations and displays, I believe of the Spirit of God through the people of God, the question is, will you be one of them? Will you be a spectator or a participator in God's kingdom? That's really the question this morning. Um, I I trust you want to be a participator in the kingdom. I trust you want to be one of the ones with the stories in your life of saying, let me just tell you some of the things God did. Not because of me, but I want to tell you what God did. Rather than say, yeah, once I saw this and once I saw that, and there was another time I saw this. My prayer is that God, through you and through me, would literally use us as forerunners to prepare the way of the Lord because John the Baptist came before Jesus came and he started his public ministry before Jesus and he prepared the way and the forerunners who are willing to go before God, God's gonna show up right after the forerunners. That's what he does. That's what he's always done. It's what he's done in my life. He's done this in your life. He's done this throughout the word of God. The question is today, will we be those forerunners? And this would be a good note if the worship team comes up. I want to I close out on, on this note. There's a scripture that has stuck with me for years. Um, and it's in Matthew chapter 11. And Jesus, in talking about John the Baptist, he says he ministered in the power and the spirit of Elijah and, and all the great things that John the Baptist did. Jesus is, is honoring John the Baptist. And Jesus says this radical thing about John as a forerunner, as someone who makes straight paths, as somebody who goes before the Lord and and gets people ready. This is what Jesus says about John the Baptist. He says, since the time of John the Baptist until now. In other words, when John the Baptist hit the scene until the very day I'm speaking, Jesus says that the kingdom of God has been advancing by force. In other words, the kingdom of God has been forcefully advancing because of people like John, because of people like you and I, if we're willing to be a forerunner, if we're willing to minister in the spirit and power of Elijah, if we're willing to be used by God in these ways, Jesus is saying, this is how the kingdom of God has been forcefully advancing. And I don't see that word come up in scripture anytime other than when Jesus is talking about forcefully advancing. Forcefully advancing. And I don't know about you, but I want nothing more than to see the kingdom of God forcefully advance in our, in our land, in our day. I want to see revival in the land of the living. I want to see God show up. I believe he doesn't forsake a generation. But revival always begins here. And I believe revival is here if you and I are willing to step into it. If you and I are willing to step into revival with our heart right, that's where revival begins. We don't have to wait for God to do everything all around us. We've got to get this cortisone right here. We've got to get our own heart in the right place, in the right disposition, and say, okay, God, here goes. In your power, fill me. I want to step out into revival. And this is where you start to get to be a forerunner, and you get to go before the Lord, and God will show up and change things around you. And my prayer is this, that as you and I go before the Lord, that you and I will get to say the same thing that John the Baptist said. As we go before the Lord, we'll say, hey, look, I'm I'm doing what the Lord called me to do. That's what John the Baptist said. They said, are you this? Are you that? Are you somebody special? Are you the Christ? He's like, look, look, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just doing what the Lord called me to do. But, but, the one coming after me, I'm going before the Lord. The one coming after me, He's the one who's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. That's the one you want to meet. I'm just going before him. But the one coming after me is going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. May that be the case with you and I, church. May that be the case with us where we get to go before the Lord to help make straight paths in people's lives that we can tell them, "Who, the one coming after me is going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And on that note, let's... Uh, close in prayer and ask God that we would be the kind of people that have the privilege and honor to go before him. God, can we be those people? Can we be the kind of people who go before you? The kind of people, Lord God, who minister in the spirit and power of Elijah, just as you sent Elijah in a, in a land where things were upside down, we need that in our land now. And just as you sent John the Baptist to prepare the way for Jesus, Lord, I pray you send us out before you invade the lives of others. You want to You just want to, Lord, share the reality of your love with them, your plan, your purpose, your hope, and your future, and your design, and you're looking for people to use. Lord, I pray that we would be grateful for all the people you used in our lives to speak into our lives, to love us, to teach us, to guide us, to to serve us, to do whatever they did to make a straight path for you. The things they helped get out of the way, the things that were blocking Uh, the things they reminded, the questions maybe they asked us that we would open our heart and be open to you. They prepared the way for the Lord in our lives. Can we be those people that do that in the lives of others around us? May we be the people who minister in the spirit and power of Elijah. Lord God, I believe, Lord, that you want to do some great things in our city. And I believe like in Elijah's day, you want to raise up 7,000 others that do not partner with the spirit of this world. But, but, but are growing right now, right now, in the spirit of the living God. Lord, would you do profound things, Lord, and I pray you use our church radically. I also pray, Lord, for those in our ministry who are about to serve the 600 people in Chatsworth, Lord, the, the orphans up there, that, Lord, you would use them powerfully and you would make yourself known among them, Lord God. Use them as forerunners as well. We love you, mighty God. We praise you and exalt you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. And, you know, guys, our prayer team is coming up here. And I want to encourage you, if you want this kind of thing that I'm talking about, some of you might go, whoa, that's a pretty tall order. If you're ready to partner with God in the work of his kingdom in this kind of way, if you are ready to say, I want to go before the Lord in some people's lives, I want to see God show up in power, but I want to go before him. If you're willing to do that, come up and receive prayer today. We will pray that the Spirit of God will embolden you, empower you, and, and, and even in part, that spirit of Elijah in your life, where you wouldn't care so much what other people think, you would say, I, just, I am going to be used by God for his glory. I'm going to live to the audience of one. This has been a presentation of Valley Metro Church. To hear more messages or to support future podcasts, please visit valleymetrochurch.com.